Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It is a Monday, live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening or watching, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, plenty of both. J-Mac, we're all waiting. We thought it was going to be the game of the day. We thought <laughs> it was going to be close. Physical on both sides. It did not transpire that way. Not an amazing Sunday of games, but boy, you and I, a lot more right than wrong this past weekend. Well, let's start with this. 31-10, Buffalo hammers Dallas. Road Dallas. Road deck. Um, Josh Allen, 7-15. That's it. One touchdown, no picks. 94 yards passing. Actually, that's closer to how I want Josh Allen used. It really is. It's like those early Big Ben Steelers teams. Defensive coach, defensive culture. Stout running game, physical both sides of the ball, and then this 6'6", 260-pound towering quarterback with a big arm could two, three times a game make a huge throw. That's that's what won trophies. Because this this version we've seen the last few years where Josh Allen's Superman's not winning trophies. They moved from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady at coordinator, and I'm seeing stuff I like. They're just not calling plays anymore. They're more reliant on the run. They found James Cook, and they're using him. Less reliant on Stephon Diggs. Remember, it gets cold in December, January, February. Can't be reliant on the ball downfield. They're less reliant on Superman plays. Remember, the Steelers, 
Those, those trophies dried up the more reliant they got on Big Ben when they asked him to throw 45 times. Just because you have a quarterback with godlike talent does not mean you have to squeeze every ounce of it every Sunday to carry the team. Occasionally, like last night, yesterday, Josh Allen can be a complimentary player. Yesterday, he was a second pitch and a highly effective one. Now, I'm not a huge proponent of defensive cultures in 2023 football, but we do have a history here. When you get a great defensive coach with a star quarterback, Tomlin, Big Ben in his prime, Belichick, Brady, Jimmy Johnson, Troy Aikman, uh, Pete Carroll and Russ in his prime, you, you hoist trophies and you get to Super Bowls. Don't have to win them all, but you get there. And we keep waiting for Buffalo with all this talent of Josh Allen to get there. And I think this is the way you get there. That it looks like the Ben when Ben was throwing 22 times a game and not 42. Strong run game, tough defense, very physical, great at home. Now, it's not nearly as much fun to watch Buffalo as it was a few years ago when it was Mahomes and Josh Allen and he was going 37 for 51 for three touchdowns. That was way more fun. It was a video game. Those are the best games I've ever seen maybe. But this is how you hold trophies. This is how you do it. That you have a star quarterback... But he can be a complimentary player. First down yesterday, 28. In a game, the most rushing yards under Sean McDermott, 266. Time of possession, 35. Heavy doses of James Cook, occasionally to Stephon Diggs, occasionally asking Josh Allen to make a play. That's the scary Buffalo. That's the hold a trophy Buffalo. 38-36 Kansas City-Cincinnati games, way more fun to watch. I'm not interested in the TV show bills. I'm interested in the trophy bills. James Cook leading the way. Defense and physicality leading the way. Loved it. Josh Allen afterwards. James ran hard. Tay ran hard. Um, Ty ran hard. You know, and when you, when you can stay in front of the sticks like we did today, I don't know how many third downs we had, but I, it couldn't have been that many. Um, I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win, and um, you know, felt like the the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but again, like, I'll do this ten times out of ten times. Let me tell you something. If Buffalo runs the ball like that, that you want no part of. You want no part of a Buffalo team that can run, and Josh Allen can throw it on second and four and third and one. That's frightening. Shootouts, I got Mahomes, I got Burrow, you got Josh Allen. Ah, okay, you can't run the ball. But Buffalo running the ball, physical both sides, getting a big pass rush. And then Josh, complimentary, four or five times a game, puts on the cape. That, I think, is unbeatable. And that's the best game they've played, in my opinion, in a couple of years. You saw it on display. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys, how, what, what do we make of that? Outside... Of the San Francisco 49ers, the <laughs> best team in the league, this is a very situational league. This happens all the time to good teams. In fact, the bet of the week next week in the NFL, take Dallas to beat Miami. Dallas, humiliated and pushed around, faces Miami, who flexed against an awful Jets team. Dallas is going to have the hardest week of practice in two years. Remember when they got beat by San Francisco? When good teams get humiliated, and not just beat, but literally mocked, pushed around, bullied. Dallas is going to be fine in a week. But there is a disturbing trend. Road Dak and trailing Dak 
doesn't even resemble home DAC and leading DAC. The second problem is three of their four losses, they've been absolutely shelled. Arizona by 12, San Francisco by 32, Bills by 21. Why? What is it? My hunch is this. The Cowboys are a glamour franchise, and the NFL and Dallas is getting younger. Teams are younger, and younger people, mood swings, up, down, less mature. When I watch Dallas, I see a team with a lot of talent. I do not see a team with a lot of composure. They're like a teenager. You get these big mood swings from a sweetheart to demonic after a bag of Skittles. They just don't know how to act all the time. They don't have any composure. They get down and they panic. They get down and they, they get rattled and they try to make a big play and they compound their problems. So And, and the problem with that is if you look at Dallas's road to the Super Bowl now, it's going to be a road, road journey at Philly. At San Francisco, at Detroit, Lions are great at home. At Tampa, Baker Mayfield now playing ball. At Los Angeles, which would be a Cowboy home game, but none the same. You know what Dallas is on the road. Dak's not the same. Team's not the same. Physicality's not the same. It is a different team. Now, I'm not selling my Cowboy stock. There's not a lot of great in the NFC. I mean, Detroit week to week, you don't know what you get. Philadelphia is reeling. Rams are on fire, but limited. I mean, there's not a lot of great. Uh, by the way, Dallas still has some home games left. There'll be a different team in a week against Miami, and I like their personnel. I still do. I like a lot of it. But inconsistent people and inconsistent coaching and inconsistent teams don't wear rings. And Dallas remains the most penalized team in the league. The most tenuous and nebulous on the road. The most inconsistent one and three against winning teams. And the Dak part, at home, he's 7-0 and and 122 passer rating. On the road, he's 3-4 and and it drops to 84. He is like a different player entirely on the road. They're almost like a college team. They protect their home floor, their home stadium, and their atrocious kids panicking, mood swings on the road. And Mike McCarthy addressed it. We play so well at home, and there's and there's just too big of a gap in our road games. I don't think anybody expected to, to play uh, the way we did tonight. Uh, they played well. I don't want to discredit their performance, but um, yeah, we we, we got to be we got to be much better on the road, regardless of what's in front of us and all the other conversations, because uh, there's too big of a gap between home and away. Generally, when you have kids, the less mature the kids are, the more trouble they are on a road trip, right? Like that's Dallas. They're a glamour franchise, young in spots, highly emotional, a little immature, and panic on the road. Get into their fields quickly, panic on the road. The great teams in this league, I always feel like with Baltimore, I kind of get the same team. You know, I, I always feel like that. I kind of feel like with New England in their prime, I get the same team. Rams this year, I get the same team. they got older players on offense. But when I get this Dallas team, it's insane, very collegiate, because they're young in certain key spots. Uh, but I'm not selling my Cowboy stock. It is a situational league outside of the Niners. Is that week to week, depending on what happened last week and this week, for the record, our picks of my pick of the weekend was Detroit. They were humiliated the previous week. I also like Buffalo. 
because I thought Dallas would go on the road and feel themselves. So the Cowboys play Miami next week. I think they're going to be good. It was pick them. It's not anymore. I would take Dallas. It's one of the better bets of the week. But it is disturbing because to get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a series of road games. And I, this team, three road games in a row, I'm just wanting them to play well once on the road against a good team, and I've yet to see it. So, J-Mac, now we get into Brock Purdy MVP stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Were we done with Dallas already? You just put him to the side? Uh, you say better the week in Miami. Only thing that gives me a little pause is uh, Mike McDaniel comes from which uh, coaching tree is that? I, I forget. San We're, Francisco. Yeah. Strong run game. What? Uh, Buffalo just ran all over Dallas. Um, I don't. Is Miami going to run all over them? Mostert. Well, first 20 of all, touchdowns. <laughs> that'll be seventy-five percent Cowboy fans at that stadium. Well, it's a home game for Dallas, and it's warm weather, so they'll be fine there. But I listen. I think it, it's easy this morning to say Dallas is terrible. They're obviously no. not terrible, but they are an immature team that can panic on the road and try to quickly solve their issues. They kind of bail on a game plan, uh, get into individual plays, and and Dak. This is one of the reasons. Whenever you criticize Dak. The fanboys come out of the woodwork. But what creates greatness is the ability to play under duress, trailing in games, big pass rush, yeah. no run game. That's what separates Brady and Mahomes and Burrow playing with a bad old line. Dak is very good when comfortable. When trailing on the road, a little off, yeah. he can be bad. Like, really bad. I love that Buffalo game plan of run the ball and dump-offs. Micah Parsons, did he make a play yesterday? It's incredible. On a milk carton. Uh, it's almost like... Miami and McDaniel are going to see that and be like, hmm, I know how to ski Micah Parsons out of a game. We'll just run the foot. Now, Miami can't run. The offensive line's a little banged up. But they do have a good, strong rushing game with Mostert and Achan. That's going to be a gra another great weekend of football ahead. Yep. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right 
with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Well, San Francisco hammered another team 45-29 over Arizona. Uh, Brock Purdy threw for, you know, four touchdowns. That's what he does. And with Dak Prescott struggling, Purdy's going to get a lot of MVP talk. But I still contend that Christian McCaffrey is the Niners MVP, uh, not Purdy. So I think it's hard to win the league MVP when you're not the most valuable player on your own team. Christian McCaffrey is the world's best running back. Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, maybe very good. Maybe I'm underselling him. But I see otherworldly talent here. The NFL's reluctance to give running backs the MVP award has now risen to comical. He's on pace to have 24 touchdowns and 2,200 yards on a team that is stacked. Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, they're stacked with weapons. And he could finish with a touchdown and a half a game and 2,200 yards. That, that's unbelievable. And this league is reluctant to feed running backs, to embrace running backs, to pay running backs. And yet San Francisco is 1988 football. They are old school. He's the typewriter reemerging. Feed him the ball. I think 20 years from now it's going to look really silly if this Niner team was to win a Super Bowl and you're going to be like, my God, Christian McCaffrey had 24 touchdowns in 2020, and they had Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Hall of Famers. He didn't win the MVP. No, they give it to Brock Purdy. Where's he at? Well, they, they didn't want to pay him eventually three years later, so he's bouncing around the league. Like, at some point, are we ever going to embrace a running back? Like, if you're not going to embrace Christian McCaffrey, and I've, I've said all this nonsense about running backs not getting paid, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They just don't get paid as much. They don't get paid second and third and fourth contracts. But if you're not going to embrace Christian McCaffrey, if you're not going to consider him for MVP, then just, I mean, make up new guidelines. Because what you're seeing, I think he's the most talented running back ever. Now, I think Barry Sanders could run like nothing I've ever seen, and Walter Payton's up there too. But in, ter in terms of blocking and catching and making people miss and running past them and running and power and finesse, I, I, it's, it's as good as anything I've ever seen. And, 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 and he's the best player on the team. On a team with a Bosa and a Kittle and a Debo. He's the best player on the team. 24 touchdowns on pace. 2,200 yards. In this era is insane. It makes no sense. And if you're going to be historically amazing, then you should be the recipient of honors and awards. That's why we have these honors and awards. They go into books. They go into museums. And they go into Hall of Fames. And you take your kids and you're like, oh, yeah, it was one of the great years of all time. Not because a quarterback handed him the ball and threw him swing passes. And I like Purdy. This is not an anti-Purdy. It's a pro-CMC. It's a pro-Christian McCaffrey. It's the best player on the planet at his position, having the best years, a top 10 year all time. And running backs don't have top 10 years anymore. Like, that's over. That's the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. That's not what they do. So to do this now on a roster that is stacked, it's just insane to me. Even Brock Purdy's acknowledging that's the dude. Just his grit to continue to drive his legs and get extra yards and inches, like, and then goes off to the sideline and he's immediately, you know, using Theraguns and moving his body, just nonstop moving. And so, but we all respect it, man. Like, he's the guy that does it all. And then he, we put him out in the slot and throw him a ball and. Um, he just does everything. I think Christian should be MVP. I think I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything um, for us. 
runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. If not now, when for a running back? J-Mac with the news. No, no, no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline uh, News. Somehow I knew that was coming. Brock Purdy has another magnificent game. And <laughs> Coward quadrupling down with Christian McCaffrey as the MVP. Listen, I, I like it. It's a, it's a strong case. Um, not accurate. It's, it's not right. But I, I, I dig it. Um, let's get started with the uh, Sunday Night Football game. How about that? Baltimore with a statement win over reeling Jacksonville and the underwhelming Trevor Lawrence, 23-7. to Number one seed now in the AFC, the better conference. Yeah. Uh, listen, Lamar Jackson, 268 total yards, touchdown. Did have a, a, an interception that was pretty gross. Um, I, I, I love this for team. For whatever reason, I, I thought this game was a lot more about Jacksonville. And they were, they made so many self-inflicted mistakes. self-inflicted wounds. Like, first of all. But, yeah, you know what? Somebody creates those, though. Like, the missed field goals, the fumble. I mean, I think Baltimore puts a lot of pressure on you. Like, why does everybody play so poorly against Baltimore? Seattle and well, Detroit, Jacksonville. Good teams play poorly. Why does everybody play so poorly against San Francisco? Because they ratchet up the heat and the intensity. You know, part of Dallas looking awful last night is Buffalo. It didn't look like that against, you know, they don't look like that week after week against other teams. So it's like, to me, Baltimore ratchets up the heat, the intensity, the pass rush, mm. the hitting's harder. And I, you, get, you fall behind them, and then it's Lamar, and you can't stop them. They get first downs. You get desperate. So I think Buffalo and Baltimore created the messes for those yeah. teams. Um, uh, maybe it's like a Wednesday topic, but this Trevor Lawrence situation is, is, is troubling. I know you love him. Uh, other folks at this network love him. Trevor Lawrence last night running in the red zone and just loses the football. Like, there's no rain. I, I don't know what happened there. Then he had another fumble, Colin, in plus territory. I, listen, I just... I don't know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. I know he's a generational talent. We loved him coming out. Sometimes it takes a while for these things yeah. to make. Like, it's year three. I haven't seen the greatness. He's, I mean, listen. Well, he, they did uh, win a playoff game last year. They did year, win a playoff game last year. You look at the of... stats this year. He's middle of the pack across the board. I'm not yeah. saying he's a 15th quarterback in the league, but he was bad. And it's not just this Ravens game. Like, he hasn't delivered at all. I'm not selling my Lawrence stock. But I think at some point, I saw one of these pundits, these draft guys say, well, Jaguars got to go out and get him more help. They actually said Trevor Lawrence needs skill position help. Colin, they got Ridley. They spent a lot of money on Kirk. Evan Ingram's a good tight end. Travis Etienne's a first-round pick. Oh, well, they got players. They got Zay Jones. Like, they got weapons. Yeah, that's not the issue. At some he point, had, like, come on, I know you don't want to push, knock your guy. But admit it, Trevor Lawrence is playing... Not, not quite no. like Dudu, but he's down there. Yeah, no, he hasn't had a good year. He's been inconsistent. A lot of things uh, to blame for it, but he's a big part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's go to a positive quarterback, Colin. <sighs> Baker Mayfield. Holy was boy, I do out. not like Green Bay's defense. I know Baker played well, and I'll give him credit. Yeah. I would sign him to another year. You know what? He's the best quarterback in that division, and the best quarterback's winning virtually every well, division. Well, if you're only signing him to another year, someone else is signing him to more than that because he has looked this season, Colin. Well, he's had he's been inconsistent, but in, on his good yeah. days, he's been very good. For instance, one stat I saw on air yard passes of 10 or more yeah. this season, he was like 41% this season. Yeah. Yesterday, 10 of 11 for 200 yards and yeah. two touchdowns. No, he's been inconsistent, and that's the knock on Baker. He's inconsistent. But I will say this. He's the best quarterback in that division. A after watching Derek Carr, and I would defend Derek Carr for yeah, years, yeah, Baker's yeah. better, throws a better ball, plays with a more chutzah, is willing to throw the ball down the field, and Baker deserves all the credit. I would sign him for another year, and the problem for Tampa, not not a bad problem, but they have a good roster. They're going to make the playoffs potentially, and so they're going to be way too deep to get a quarterback. Now, they have the pieces to trade. they got some really nice players, but this team, here's the yeah. downside. It, it, I think you just signed Baker. I think your role with Baker... 
you draft a quarterback second round, maybe late first. They don't have a ton of needs. I mean, they have a good football team. It's crazy. But I think Baker in this division, I think he's perfect for the pirate ship known as the Buccaneers. Yeah. He's got an attitude. It's a wonky division. When Baker's your quarterback, you tend to play with a certain spirit and ego. Now, now he can be... He's very much, he plays well when he's confident. He loses it quickly and can regress badly in games. But I got to tell you, the dysfunction in Cleveland, Tampa's not as dysfunctional. They have a good GM. They draft good players. I mean, I covered them for years. They haven't always been good, but they've always had good players. Yeah. They don't rush to fire coaches. They tend to give coaches a little more time. Yeah. And I, my takeaway is this is a really good spot for the rebirth of Baker's career, and I'd give him another year. Uh, Baker does have the same number of playoff wins as Trevor Lawrence. He, he won one in Cleveland. I, I'll, the, the thing I loved about yesterday, the resilience. You saw that fumble inside the five. Yes. He just, like, get a complete lack of awareness. Packers score, and I'm thinking... Packers, they got this. They're at home. Packers are going to run away. Your boy Jordan Love. And Baker, just the rest of the game, he was like almost flawless. I got to like, tell you this. We thought they would be selling parts. Godwin, Evans yeah. at the deadline. They're in the play. They're going to be making the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah. And they got weapons and a quarterback, and they have a defensive coach. So they usually play pretty well defensively. I would say this, though. Green Bay underachieves on defense. And nothing against Joe Barry, but I'm sorry. Green Bay should be better on defense. How many first-round players do they have on that defense? I think it was six or seven. Yeah. yeah, like they really do not play good enough consistently. They have good halves, but there were. It wasn't just that Tampa and Baker were rolling. There were huge holes all over this defense. There were big gashes, bad tackling, bad on third down. So it's like at some point you got to you know, and and to go get a great defensive coordinator. You gotta spend like three million bucks. In college, you can make two million doing that in yeah. the SEC. So you gotta go spend some big boy money now and get a defensive coordinator because this isn't working. I, I don't want to do a Jordan Love thing here, but I, I, I say, he was throwing to like all rookies yesterday. I don't know if you noticed this. Like well, the, the kid Wicks, yeah, I, Reed, I didn't know. I picked him up in fantasy. Yeah. He delivered. But like they're throwing to all rookies. Yeah. They got a lot of young well, talent. We, we all we knew Green Bay was a year away. It's the transition year. Aaron's first year, his first year. So I never thought of Green Bay. I, I thought they'd be like a seven-win team. They're better than I thought, but they end up looking like a seven-win team, which is they're going to okay. end up okay. what they should be. But this is a the youngest team in the league. I don't think yesterday offense is the story. The story is the defense was gashed. Not just because it was gashed by Baker, but it's one thing to give up the points they gave up. It's another when it aesthetically looks like that at home. I got to ask you about Jordan Love. Like, you remember, they, they didn't want to like lock him in for yeah. the future. You've had you've seen some ups and downs. Like he's gonna come to you and say, guys, I thought I was good. I thought I exceeded expectations. I, I won a three or four year deal. And you're gonna say what? I think right now Jordan Love with young receivers is inconsistent, but I've seen enough to feel like next year we can be a playoff team. So uh, so he's gonna want some money in the offseason. His contract he, he's not going well, to pay duck the guy. position. They're not paying anybody else. Who are they paying an offense? The tight ends are kids. The receivers are kids. They're not paying anybody except Aaron Jones. So you're keeping Jordan Love? Yes, I think he's okay. improved, and I think we have to be realistic. This is the youngest offense in the league. Fair. So what are they? Hot and cold. I'm more bothered by the defense, which has guys that have been in this league for five years. Like, this defense, there's no excuse for this. Yeah. The offense, this is what the youngest offense in the league looks like. They, they drop pass. I'll tell you something, though. Reed, Love, 
Uh, um, Wicks, the kid Wicks. No, no, they got. I mean, they they got good, right. have. They have more good receivers drafted in the last two years than New England's done in twenty. <laughs> they have a, these young players are twitchy and fast. Reed is really yeah, sensational. Final story is the Texans. My one loss on the uh, in the contest yesterday. I had the Titans. The Texans, just an incredible comeback. I, this team. Uh, backup quarterback with C.J. Stroud out. Uh, the wide receiver weapons were down. They, remember, they lost uh, Tank Dell. They uh, were missing another guy. And, and this Case Keenum just delivered with an unbelievable comeback. Down 13 nothing, I believe. <laughs> he had 229 yards. Touchdown. Uh, Devin Singletary. I mean, what a revelation he's been. 121 yards. Yeah. They win in overtime 19-16. I, I'm, I'm stunned. This was one of the bigger surprises for me yesterday. But this Houston team, D'Amico Ryans, is going to be in Coach of the Year consideration. It's yeah. either feels like him or Stefanski. But what a job by Houston and um, you know, Case Keenum. You know what I like about D'Amico Ryans is a lot of these coaches are stoic. But like the young guys, like McVay will go crazy on the sideline. He'll be running, doing sprints up the sidelines. D'Amico Ryans has got a little fan in him. And McVay does too. That you get this young, cut yeah. uh, 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 unharnessed appreciation. Like D'Amico, you can just see it. He it is, felt like Robert Sala early Jets years. Now he's you know, maybe a one, early like Jet game. <laughs> one, I guess just one final thing. You talk about not betting the Atlanta Falcons anymore, right? Oh, I, you're you're done with them. No, I lost. Uh, I'm the, officially done with the Tennessee Titans. I can't <laughs> bet for or against them because Will Levis. I mean, you watch that. He got killed in the pocket, like took seven sacks. Derrick yeah. Henry, by the way, after the game is basically like, yeah, I think my time is done here. He had like 10 yards on 30 carries. The Tennessee Titans are, like Vrabel I know is a good coach, but this team is just, oh. I don't know offensive. why Ugh. people, yeah. You know what I bet this weekend? Good quarterbacks. And even though I lost a game in Arizona, I had fun watching my quarterback play. Like I'm just I'm just over watching awful quarterback play and hoping they cover. I bet <laughs> yeah. Sean McVay and Matt Stafford and I bet Jared Goff at home and I bet Josh Allen at home. I just went with good quarterbacks in good spots yeah. and it's like it's so much more fun. It, yeah. Even if you lose, you feel like you, you, you were on the right. You didn't take Bailey Zappi against the Chiefs getting yeah. a lot of points. <laughs> God. Jay Mack with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Well, the Chicago Bears, 5-8, and eight, blew a 10-point lead and lost despite three interceptions to Joe Flacco. Um, this loss by the Bears kind of sums up Justin Fields. Promising moments, lots of hope, big arm, lost 19-40, passer rating of 46. He's just not consistent enough. Old Joe Flacco was clearly the better quarterback in the second half. Old Joe Flacco, who just got off the couch. The Bears, eight possessions in the second half. A field goal. But Colin, the drops. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes says, hold my beer. The drops. You want to know the three teams in the NFL that lead in drops? Kansas City, Cleveland, and Detroit. Jared Goff has 10 wins. Third most drops in the league. Drops happen all the time. Mahomes and his receivers, it's an epidemic. And they're still winning games, home and away. I don't want to hear about drops. You produced a field goal in the entire second half. In 35 starts for Justin Fields, he has 39 turnovers, two more yesterday. He gets hurt. He's erratic. And here's the other troubling problem, is that when you really need quarterbacks in this league, fourth quarter, he is awful. He is an awful, he's the worst fourth quarter quarterback for a starter, arguably in the league. His fourth quarter stats, 
this year, 51% completion rate, a 55 passer rating. And yesterday was three of nine with a pick. Like, that's, you can't do that. You can scuff it in football games. You gotta deliver late. And he is, once he's off script and he's up to his own discretion, it's bad. And you can keep blaming drops. Chicago entering yesterday, fifth fewest dropped passes in the league. You can keep blaming uh, defense. Their defense has actually played well for the last six, seven games. Montez Sweat trade was a great deal for them. He's a, he's a monster getting to the quarterback. Well, this guy and that guy, they have given him a number one receiver. They added another tight end. They've given draft capital to the front line. Left tackle's pretty good. They've made a lot of moves. It doesn't work. You can't be last or close to last with fourth quarter stats. You just can't be. And we got 35 starts now. I think he's got talent, but I want to restart the clock. I don't want to pay him. Caleb Williams, to me, has more natural talent. But if, if, if you start looking at this stuff yesterday, and it's a prime example, 17-7 to lead, your defense is getting picks, and you can't move the ball in the second half. Can't move it. Where do you want me to go with it? It's not like they have. I mean, they, they even tried to took a swing on Chase Claypool. Second-round pick, which was a mistake. They're trying. Left tackles. Good offensive coordinator from a rival, Green Bay. Get him a number one wide receiver. Get him another tight end. They're trying. They're really trying. Unlike Carolina, which gives Bryce Young nothing, they're trying. And it's just too erratic and doesn't work, and they lose too much, and here's Justin after. They have a talented back end. Um, of course, they were missing some guys today, but uh, their D-line, that, that front makes their defense go. Um, you know, I had some receivers downfield, and, you know, this game I'm trying to anticipate where they're going to be. I, you know, I can't, get, I can't see the guys because, you know, just because they're not sacking me doesn't mean that they're not, you know, affecting me in the, in the play. So, um, you know, I think they did a good job. Props to them. Um, they played a great game, and, yeah, just got to be better. Listen, Eight possessions, a field goal. In the end, it's a production business. And the reality is a lot of people have talent, but you don't have a salary cap for coaching. Eberflus and the defense look significantly better than six weeks ago. And Justin Fields has moments. He has quarters. He has drives. He has plays. His Hail Mary pass, that's how you throw a Hail Mary pass. And Tanyan dropped the touchdown pass. Absolutely. I mean, Kadarius Toney... Dropped the ball yesterday. It became an interception for New England. Drops happen. Chicago's not one of the leading teams in the NFL entering yesterday and drops. Detroit is, and they've got 10 wins. you got to overcome it. We say this all the time. The great quarterbacks, the franchise quarterbacks, are overcomers. Maybe a bad right tackle, a bad center, uh, injuries during the season. Can't have eight possessions and a field goal. And I know, I know, I know Cleveland's defense is good. But at some point, you got to start paying Justin Fields. I would rather start the clock, move him, get a second-round pick. I think he can. I think he's talented. But it just, it just feels like that is – I've seen too much of that. Had it, defense stepped up, got picks, had field position, second half, nothing. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
wherever you get your podcast. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. Celebrate the holidays with the gift of football on Fox. On Sunday, it's an NFL doubleheader featuring a showdown between title contenders as Dak Leads the Cowboys against Tua and the Dolphins. Then on Christmas Day, the Giants take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, all on Fox. All right. When an impulsive owner like the Jets have is watching a bad team like the Jets are, and they have key decisions to make at the end of the season, you don't want it to look like that. The Jets losing 30 nothing to Miami, four total yards in the first half, <laughs> The team had no fight defensively, and Tyreek Hill didn't even play. Um, offensive line, Micaiah Becton is laughing going into the locker room. A weird handling of Zach Wilson in a head injury. Has Robert Sala lost the team? So congratulations. Aaron Rodgers is healthier, earlier than expected. Could play, probably won't, but he's coming back. And you gave the franchise to him. So what? You have one good receiver. You never throw him the ball. The offensive line's a mess outside of one or two players. Your offensive coordinator, Aaron's buddy, Nat Hackett's not very good. This franchise 
and desperate businesses and desperate teams do desperate things, handed the franchise to a 39-year-old quarterback who could be prickly and never appreciated the stability of Green Bay. I know Green Bay's not cool, but they're stable. I know the Jets were cooler. They're unstable. How's it working out for you? And he needed to use leverage, so he got his buddy, offensive coordinator, and he got a receiver he wanted, and he got his way, and it's done nothing. Same miserable franchise in the same miserable spot. And the problem, to me, is what the Jets need is leadership. That was always my knock on Aaron. Aaron's great talent, but he's not a foxhole guy. He's a finger pointer. He's great when things are comfortable. If you go look at his career numbers, Aaron has a bizarrely low number of come-from-behind wins. Like, way lower than Stafford or Matt Ryan, even Derek Carr, Andy Dalton. Because I always said he's a bailer, not a baller. He's good when good things are comfortable. But in crisis, he didn't want any part of it. And, and by the way, the Jets, and I've been a Robert Sala defender, they're starting to look like the L.A. Chargers, which is wildly inconsistent. I think their defense at times quits. They haven't handled the quarterback well. And I'm not really sure consistently what they do well. Now, I think Saul is much more capable than Brandon Staley, who was completely over his head. But you gave Aaron all this power. It's the same laughable Jets season. And here's Robert Saul after. You put together the best plans, the best plan possible. Uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But... Uh, but overall, just from coaching to execution, all of it on the offensive side, it just wasn't good enough today. God, New York sports teams are awful. Just bad. I mean, just a circus. So let's talk a Saturday night special. So we had told you our favorite play of the week was Detroit back home against Denver. I like Denver. This was a tough spot. Lions had been humiliated. Lions are great at home. They're a very good dome team. So Sean Payton now can't even hide his frustration with Russell Wilson. Can't hide it. He, he banged on him at the podium earlier in the year about the wristbands. I was banging on him this weekend. Not only are they opposite personalities, Russell is relentlessly optimistic. Sean is authentic, emotional, demanding, and critical. But Russell Wilson isn't Breeze the passer or Taysom Hill the athlete. So Sean Payton isn't getting elite with either one of them. And I got to tell you this, this relationship with Breeze and Peyton was so great that invariably this was going to be a disappointment. And, you know, I was hopeful he could turn Russell around, and he has. You're getting a lot of Russell in Seattle. But I was just hoping it wouldn't be combative because they're literally different people. I know both. They're totally different people. But now it's combative. Now, after the game, Sean Peyton was pressed on that interaction. The frustrating part of the sequence was the next run. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah, did you want Russell to wait so that you could? No, the, I said the frustrating part of the sequence was the next play to Burton where we scored. If you're upset with the call, why were you, what were you yelling at Russell about? Listen, what I talk with Russell about is none of your business. And he's right. It is none of our business. Um, we can ask about it, but he does not have to provide an answer. But I just think these are different people. I don't think it's a perfect fit. I think if you ask Sean Payton, and he now has the power in the building, uh, he's helped fix the defense. He's got Russell being as good as he can possibly be. I think he would move off him and take a huge cap hit for a year. 
Um, but the, the thing, what's happening is Sean Payton had Drew Brees for years, and it was a perfect marriage. Their personalities are demanding and intense and authentic, and it was perfect. And so this invariably was not going to be great. But sh Drew Brees was a little small, and Sean worked around that and designed plays, and Brees hit on him. And as Greg Cosell says, the film proves he's designing the same plays. They're still open, and Russ can't hit them. The Sean Paytons of the world, as you well know, they spend a lot of time putting together their offense, their game plan, the structure of what they want to do, the route concepts, the route combinations. So they expect those things to be executed on Sundays. Russell Wilson does not execute the, those at a high enough percentage, but he's an eyedropper. He looks at the rush, and the result of that is that he doesn't see throws that need to be made, so he leaves throws on the field. And this is something that Greg Cosell, been doing this 44 years, has talked to me about several times. The plays are there. Sean Payton has a history with Breeze that he hit those things 95% of the time, and he's not hitting them. So between the personality clash, the enormous salary cap hit, um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work consistently enough. I think he's gotten the most you can get out of Russell Wilson, but this was bound to be problematic. You hoped it didn't get combative. It's now moved to that space, and I think it's trouble. Listen, I... I you know, the Deshaun Watson deal is fully guaranteed. Right? Russell Wilson, you can move up it, take some cap hits, and just say, we're going to, you know, we got some young players. We'll have to hit on some draft picks. You can get around it if you draft a quarterback. You know, you, you draft a quarterback, a Brock Purdy, you find somebody, Dak in the fourth round. I mean, Russell was a third round pick. You hit a, you hit a draft pick in the third, fourth, fifth round at quarterback, um, and you hit on three or four draft picks, you can mitigate to a large degree, that ugly cap hit. There's a way to get around it. Um, I mean, and, and by the way, Sean Payton knows all about ugly cap hits. They were over the cap multiple times and dealing with that for years because they had stars and they had to pay them all. But this thing doesn't feel like... Once you, I say this all the time. If, if you go to a party and a couple's arguing in front of people, they can't even stop their hostility in public. What's the car ride home like? What are they like at home? They're in trouble. When you see stuff publicly... You don't want to yell at your quarterback like that. When you see stuff publicly, what's it like in the meeting rooms? What's the animosity like? And so, you know, Russell's relentlessly optimistic, which is a fine quality. It's not overly authentic in a lot of people's eyes. But Sean, I know him pretty well. He'll tell you what he thinks right out front. Won't hide anything. And so I just, I just don't think this thing's ever going to work. I think it's working about as well as it could work. Also, I thought this was a tough spot for Denver. I like Detroit a lot in this game of my favorite pick of the week. This I didn't think it would look like that. Just like Dallas. We love Buffalo this weekend. I didn't think it was going to look like that. It's not the end of the world. I think Denver can win out now. I, I really do. And, you know, end the season on a positive note. But I just don't think this thing's going to work. Have you given much thought to, let's say they do reboot, Colin, Denver, and Peyton says, I want a new quarterback. Like, problem is, there's not a lot of guys up there who I would consider an upgrade from Russell Wilson. Well, if they lose, if they have the 12th, 13th, 14th pick, you know, you can give up a Patrick Sertan and a pick and move up. I, I don't think it's the end of the world. You got the coach. They got some personnel. They've got some weapons. I like their backs. Left tackle got some players defensively. This, this franchise, they're okay. It's amazing what happens when you get the right coach and the right quarterback. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina 
in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.